This is the A to Z Gotham podcast. I'm with Andrew Cezanne. Hey, everyone. I'm Anthony Zampano. I texted Andy on my way home from work, and I'm literally fired up about something. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what okay. this is about. So yesterday, I see, the, I see this post on Instagram, and it calls for that this month is the pace of play month in oh, golf. Oh, that was real. I, I saw it on your timeline. I thought it was just uh No, I think the new golf club posted it. Okay. Um, not familiar with them at all, so I apologize if anybody from there is listening. But I get a message from Dave Borniak. Okay. Okay. Dave Borniak and I banter back and forth all the time. Great dude. He goes, this should be every month. This should be all the time. And I'm in, day, yeah. I'm in complete agreement with this. So then it got me fired up because then Matt Collin is messaging me and I'm telling, he's getting me fired up. He's like clapping. He's, and I'm like, I'm going to get into this tonight when we start doing recording. So we're going to get into this. Yeah. Okay? This is my biggest pet peeve in golf. Pace of play. Is pay, it not only pace of play, but pace etiquette. Okay. There are two different things going on here, okay? I understand that we go out, we have a good time. If you miss a putt, you want to re-putt it. If there's nobody pushing you behind you, all that. As running tournaments, I don't worry about the group behind me. I worry about the group in front of me because that's who you have to pay attention to. That's how you right. lose track of time, Yeah. okay? We are getting to the point in golf where it is becoming the norm to have four and a half hour rounds, four hour and four. Listen, figure it out. <laughs> when you play with two carts that are motorized and you drive around, drop your partner off. He can get a yardage. Go get your yardage. If you have to come back and get him. When I have when I have to watch two cards go down a fairway and stop for one shot, then move over to the next shot, then move over to the next shot, and mo- I'm literally gonna go out of my mind. Oh man, you are literally fi- like you should see his eyes right now. His eyes are fired right now. This this is not hard. No, it's I not. don't understand what is hard about this. I the green around the greens is where you're gonna spend the most time. Okay, hitting a golf ball, finding a golf ball now. People out there are probably going to say, well, you know what? Better golfers don't have, watch the PGA Tour, watch the Champions Tour, watch all those. They play, it takes them forever. Well, it's a different caliber. I understand that. They, you know, they got caddies and they're reading everything and they're calculating things within a yard, within like a blade of grass on how much it breaks. So I get that. They're, they're professionals. We are not. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm on your side. No, no, I know you are. I'm I'm just trying to reiterate that. You're just angry all about this. I don't know if you're coming at me. I'm not angry. It's just, I love the post so much that I wanted to, I wanted to talk about it. And it's literally something that I could talk about for a while. Like, listen, I get it. In competitions, you know, putts mean something, right? Right. And I totally get that. But when it takes you, when it takes players so long to do this stuff, it's just dragging down the rest of the time out there. We we played, we played in a sevensome the other day. Yeah. That was behind a threesome. Okay, now I don't, I didn't know the threesome. I think it was just three guests that they allowed out to play. And that's fine. It's totally fine. There's no reason why. And I'll give some credit out there. I've, I've seen some of like the um, Tyson Lamb stuff where they'll have like 20 people play and they keep up with groups in front of them. If if I turned around and I saw 20 people behind me (laughs) keeping pace with me, I might, I might literally never play golf again. (laughs) Literally, because there's a huge, there's a huge problem. And then the etiquette part of that is if you are slow and you know, you're slow, let people go. Right. Where did we get to this stance of 
The group ahead of us is, we're two holes behind, okay? But this group that has seven people is riding our backside. But you know what we're going to do? We're just going to keep playing because we have we have to do we have to f- we have to change this. The European Tour did it does a shot clock event. Have you seen this thing? No, I, I haven't. I think it's like 20 seconds. So once they get to their position and it is open, they have 20 seconds to hit a shot. Okay? Right? I think it's a fantastic idea. Now I haven't looked at all the stats and figured out how long that event took than than other people's events. But I'm watching golf on TV, and I know that they're professionals. I can't see how a two-person final group takes like five hours. Right. I just can't. I played, I forgot when it was, but I think it might have been last year. I think it was just George and I, right? We were the first two players out. We had caddies. Now, it's completely different. We played under three hours. Right. So, I guess my question to you is, what is the proper way to let a group go in front of you? I was out golfing last week with some buddies, mm-hmm. and we were letting the group behind us, you know, we, we were we were threesome, we were walking, though, and they mm-hmm. were a threesome in a cart. We didn't really see them behind us. We saw they were catching up to us. They were coming up for par five. They had two good shots on the green, mm-hmm. and then one was in the bunker. You know, he took himself to get out of it. So, we're waiting there. We teed off. And then we were letting them come up. We, you know, we waved them on because they were on the green already. And then they decided to do the slowest putts on that green behind us. Yeah, listen, uh, that example, that example, I, I think you guys elected to tee off. Now, listen, I, you asked me what I think the best way to let a group through. First of all, right. if you can do it on a par three, okay, that would be the first thing. You tee off because it's the shortest hole, right? So it, right. it should theoretically be the quickest hole. And then you let them tee off and you just let them know, hey, we're going to follow you up to the green. We have three shots behind you. They go out there. They can keep in their routine. They can put it out. Then you guys will keep in your routine. You'll put it out. They should be off the next tee and you go from there. A reachable par fives. But that's another thing. I mean, we're going to, this could stray into so many, 285 yards out, people think that they're going to get to the green. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, this is just ridiculous. If I ever hit a ball 285 yards from the middle of a par five fairway and it gets on a green and it upsets somebody, I will literally go up to them and be like, I am so sorry I hit it from 285. Like just apologize. My life, yeah. Just apologize. Right. So to your point, there's any time that you feel it's best to let a group go in front of you. I think to your point is perfect. You you give a perfect example. Tee off. Right. Let them come up and tell them, hey, we teed off. We know that you guys are playing a little bit faster. Go ahead. And go. Now, the fact that they got a little bit slow behind you putting, I mean, I, I don't I can't answer that right. for them. I mean, it's probably more aggravating on your end because was, you, you yeah. found that situation to let them go through. Yeah. But I there's two different pace of play and, and I'm gonna start talking. I'm gonna start talking pace etiquette because we have to do something about it. It, it can't be like these, we go to, I got buddies of mine who went out and played a golf course that there was a public event at an, an amateur tour was at a public event. It was like five and a half hour rounds. Oh yeah. That's nice. Right that's now I get it. That's competition, but we did it for 10 years and it was a hard aspect to deal with, right? right. It was a very hard aspect to deal with because there is an overwhelming amount of people that take the game when they're playing in competitive golf to the max, like to the ultimate max, right. marking three inch putts, you know, needing the line. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to step over. I don't want to just reach across. Listen, I mean, you just have to do it. I mean, the, the cart thing is the number one thing. We have access to carts, right? Which I clearly feel that you can play faster if you walk because then you, you're not 
having to go to another split, golf ball, right? Different ways, yeah. But with that, with that being said, if if you're if you hit a ball 265 yards and you're in the left fairway, and I hit a ball 285 and I'm just off the right edge of the fairway, you go over. You get a number. You're 20, you're 60 feet apart. Right. If I dropped you off and I went to my ball, do you have a problem walking 60 feet? No. Well, I mean, especially, you know me, I, I, you have to stop me from running on the course. Well, yeah, I, I yell at you about yeah. running. You should never be in a rush, but that's what but my point is. So that's one cart, right? But now we have two carts doing, watching all four golf shots. I mean, if you're 20 yards away, I can literally look over from 20 yards away and literally be like, and follow the golf ball and be like, Andy, Nice shot. That's basically what I did all at the Kilbourne Classic. Andy, right. nice shot. Andy, <laughs> nice shot. Andy, nice shot. But what I'm saying is that think about the amount of time it takes for the drop-off to where I then don't go to my ball. I right. wait. You get your number. You, you get over it. You hit the ball. You clean off the club. You put it in the cart. We literally drive 60 feet to watch the same process again. Right. Instead of... The process, the dog is up on the counter right now. We, we have him at the table. I think he wants to be on the show. He's our mascot. Well, he, I'm, I'm sort of getting aggressive in my talk. But that's the thing about it. We don't realize all of the ways that we can do little things to speed up how we play. Like, it is, it's, it's crazy to me. So, uh, well, you also talked about in the competition how we did it. When we did it, there was a, what, a 15-minute clock after the, the group? But here's the other issue with that. When you, when you play, for instance, there's a, like Harborside ends in two par fives, like both port right. and starboard, you have different golf courses that end very differently. Now, now, depending on the wind at Harborside, that's just an example, you can reach those greens. So it's hard to say 15 minutes because if somebody does hit a bad shot in a competition, you have to look from that, for that ball from 250 yards away. Right. Completely understand it. But that is, that's my point of what I said earlier. If I'm in a competition, right, and let's just say I'm down by eight shots. Now, there's a lot of guys out there that once they get down by a certain amount, they're going to be like, okay, you know what? Screw it. I'm 275 yards out. I'm just going to rip a three wood. Right. The other side of that is if I have a four shot lead, okay, I'm probably just going to hit a six iron down there and be ready to go. Right. So think about when we go out and we play a round of golf. Like I hit driver off the deck. Yes. Okay. But the driver off the deck for me is not going 280 yards. It's right. just not. You know what that's doing. Yeah. That's my point is be realistic about what you're doing. Right. I mean, sitting in on a par five, I've sat there numerous times up on 14 at Elgin Country Club and we'll look down in the fairway and I'll be there and we'll see groups waiting for us to get off the green. And I'm thinking to myself, that marker right there is 259 yards. It is about 35 feet up the hill with a false front. You are not getting <laughs> close. Right. You're not getting close, and you're waiting. And then if you look beyond that, and you'll see a group waiting on the tee box. We just have to be more realistic about it. There, it's okay to have a good time, but also realize, okay, we're two holes behind. Like we play on golf courses. A lot of people play the same golf courses, right? So they know the right. golf courses. If I can't see somebody on 15 from 14 at Elgin, I'm going to be like, Hey, we got to hurry up. We got to get going. There's no emphasis on that. In, instead we go backwards. We lose track. And then, and then, you know what the biggest thing everybody says when they get done? Like, if you ever ask anybody if they played slow, well, the group behind us, what, because yeah, you, we didn't see them because you raced on 18, right? They had and, one and, quick hole and yeah. maybe they struggled on 17. That's why the pace etiquette that 
It's a new term, new shirt, new everything. But I'm just saying, like, we have to be more conscientious of it because more people are playing the game. We want more people to play the game. We want people to be able to go out and enjoy the game. I do not enjoy the game thinking that it's going to take me five hours to play. Right. And I think also to that point that choosing the right tee boxes, I mean, I'm all for tee forward is a huge thing because, I mean, there's no chance that, you know, the... 20 handicaps in the world need to be played from the championship tees just because yeah. it's a fun aspect in their in their you know their bucket list or something like that. Yeah, well, I I told you the story when we were down at Ben's. I told you what Jared Stenger told me. I, th- I think I'm pronouncing his last name right. Yeah, I hope I Stenger. It's gonna be one. I got you. I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. He knows who he is. But he came to Elgin Country Club for the AGT Series event. Right, and he told me he was like, man, I looked at the scorecard on the course and I thought that we were just gonna bomb this place out it's short yeah but that's the thing he he goes out there he plays played a great round i don't know what he shot i think he shot 70 maybe 69 maybe 71 somewhere in there but he came up to me and he goes he goes man he goes i thought we were going to tear this place up he goes this course is hard yeah now that's 62 that's 6300 yards okay now the effective yardage on that course is more like 6450 right maybe 6500 maybe somewhere in there okay that's effective yardage right okay to your point Going out and playing the Blacks at Highlands of Elgin from 7,210 yards. I'm a realist. I hit the ball 285 off the tee. Yeah. Okay. Do I get into some shots and I hit them a little bit farther? Sure. Do I miss hit a few and I hit them a little bit shorter? There is absolutely no reason for me. There's there's no confidence builder. There's no ego for me to strut around and be like, yo, I shot 75 from 7,200 yards. That yeah, doesn't do anything me. to me. Yeah, it doesn't right. do anything for me. Yeah. I'm not, that goes, they intertwine. We're not professionals. We're, we don't need to read a putt for five minutes. Well, some of us do. We don't. Well, no, I, no even you, if I don't, I don't. No, yeah. but backwards way of thinking. What have we been working on you with? Confidence in what you're doing. Right. You see it, you read it, you roll it. Right. If it doesn't go in, it doesn't go in. We had a conversation on a par three. You were above the hole. You were, you went way farther out than the mark. And right before you putted or right in your sequence, I said, you have to die it in. Yeah. You left it like a foot and a half short. Right. Okay. Now I'm telling you that right before you're really getting into your routine to be able to putt. So I'm putting a lot of things in your mind, but that's the point. You were ready to go. Right. Like you're ready to go. And, and that's, and to me, that's the crazy part about it. I'm, I'm finding it more and more. And, and that's what worries me is because. We have so many more people in the social aspect. It's one of the reasons why I absolutely love the events that we're running because I think we're averaging somewhere in like the low four twenty or uh, four tens, yeah, somewhere in there. I think there's been a couple tournaments where we were right at four hours, four oh five, four ten, but at least that's you're being considerate of everybody else who has to play golf. There's more people out there playing golf. It's not, you know, for the people like how I used to be when I used to build houses out in Marengo driving back, I try to get like a four o'clock tea time. If every round is five hours, I might get like four holes in. So my question now is there's obviously there's talkers on the course that just, you know, can't stop every other hole. You know, they want to, how do you personally, cause I've been in that group where I don't know how to like, you know, I've said it before, like, Hey, you know, maybe shit your shot, but after they keep doing it, I don't know if I have anxiety on it or how, how else would I go about telling that talk or be like, Hey, you got to pick it up. Just be blown with it and just be like, Hey, get, get on there and hit your shot. And then we can talk again after. Well, I think there's two ways to approach this. One is the Andy Quinton way. The Andy Quinton way is you just start going ahead. Like there's been numerous rounds where 
he gets frustrated. It might be a little bit slow out there and he just goes ahead and he, I mean, he'll meet us by the green, right? He'll just keep going right now. Because we know him, when we play golf with him, we understand that that's just one of his niches, right? Yeah. I think it's very simple. I, I think you just have to reiterate to people, regardless if you know them or not, like, hey, we need to keep pace with the group in front of us. Yeah. Because so many people go, that, if that guy turns around and he goes, well, there's nobody behind us, Andy. That's not the point. Right. The point is, is that if you're, you've fallen behind pace, it doesn't matter that nobody's pushing you, right? It, it, yeah. it, it doesn't, especially in a tournament format. If you go out in the first group and you four guys play amazing, and then I go out in the second group and four guys play mad or play bad, not mad, Man. play bad. It doesn't matter. You can still, there's still ways to catch up. Yeah. Like golf takes, I mean, in a foursome on average, if you if you went out on a golf course by yourself and you played with a foursome, how how fast do you think you could play? In a foursome, just a random foursome. The whole golf course is yours. You're just going out there and playing. Oh, you're you're looking at uh, three or three under, I would say. Okay, I would. I'm gonna say like three fifteen, three thirty, because yeah. I think you're you're still gonna do the things. It doesn't matter if it's wide open because you're not you're not gonna rush. Right. But easy going. So to my point is that if I'm already putting that number in my mind. And that group ahead of me looks like they're trending towards like three hours and 45 minutes. I might be trending to four hours. It doesn't mean that I can slow down because the course says I'm supposed to be done in four hours and 15 minutes. Just play. Yeah. Like just. literally I, 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 I'm having, I'm seeing it more and more and more as we go out there. I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. They had like a 340 tea time somewhere last weekend. They didn't get off until 430. Oh, wow. They, they mean they didn't tee off till 430? They didn't tee off till 430. And that's just, that's just one day of public play. Wow. Right. So now think about it as a consumer that's getting into golf, right? So like we've all played golf for various years. Say you want to go out and enjoy a round with your buddies and you're new to the game and you go to the golf course and you've left your family at three o'clock. You're there at 330. You're warming up. You head to the first tee. And they go, nope, sorry, we have six more groups that sorry. need to go up before you because hour later. Because, you know, course is a little bit slow today. Well, it shouldn't be slow. Yeah. Because listen, the Rangers can go out there and they can push it. But we're the players. Like the players that are playing golf should be able to keep up the pace of play for everybody. No, I agree completely. So also in we were talking about the par fives. There's par fours where, you know, someone's under a tree or whatever, you know, they think they can hit a miraculous, you know, punch. I'm not talking about you. I've seen you do that, but I'm talking like a higher handicap that, yeah. and, and then, you know, then they hit the tree two feet in front of them. Like they, they knew they were going to chip out. Uh, example last week and the guy I was with, I didn't really know him and he's just waiting. He waited, waited, waited for them to get off the green and there's, there's no chance he was going to, he was, he was probably like 190 out yeah. in, in jail absolute jail and he's like well and he said the same thing he's like what's the matter if i hit now or when they're off the green because there was really kind of no one behind us there was a twosome starting to come up on us mm -hmm. but at the same time we're like well just hit like you're not gonna well, reach that, it. that's just, that's the thing like for instance if that was me and you playing together yeah i think i would have just left you there like yeah. I, I not i'm not, I'm no, not you it's not being yeah. rude it's not being rude or anything like that i did it at the kilbourne classic you hit a ball to the right I was on the left side, I think in the left rough. Yeah. I said, you good with your club? Because I think you had a window to get it to the green right. while we were waiting. And then I went over to the other side and I was completely ready. You literally hit a shot up on, I think it was when you punched it out on top of the bunker. Oh yeah, yeah. Punched it out. 
It went through the bunker, ended up on the grass. I then hit up just right of the green. I came o- I drove the cart over to you, right. told you what the yardage was. You hit a shot in the center green, and now we're both going to the green. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's things like that. Now, take that example. You sit in the cart the whole time, <laughs> right? You're waiting. Let's yeah. say it takes three minutes. Okay, so now three minutes later, he stubs it five feet. Right. Okay, now he's going to walk up to his ball. Most likely, he's going to go back to the cart. He's got to get the wet towel on it. You know, you got to clean off the grooves to hit that low punch shot. Right, of course, that's what I do. And then you're still waiting. So now you've elapsed, let's say, five minutes before you've gotten to your ball and you have to go into your routine. Leave him there. Yeah. Hey, you got a club. I'm going to go get ready. If he duffs it. Hit your shot and go back. Yeah. I mean, unless someone back. has a medical, you know, I would say walking ability that they can't walk over, it should be that way. I get that. But then they're going to have the blue little thing oh, on yeah. the cart that allows them to, like, basically drive into the bunkers I, and into the water. I was in a men's league last year for, like, a very small time, a bunch of elder gentlemen. Um, but I was just getting back into the game, and I just found a random league to join. And there was one gentleman that did have that blue thing on it. And it was the first time I've seen it on a course. Yep. And this guy was driving everywhere. Like, I, I had asked him, I was like, is that supposed to happen like oh yeah he has that blue thing and i was like i mean yeah he was driving into a bunker and on top of greens and everything mm-hmm. I, that was the first time i ever experienced something like that listen and that's completely understandable well, yeah. if you if you are enjoying the game and you're disabled or in handicap capacity all the kudos to you in the right. world i mean oh, no he was quick though but i mean well no i'm just i mean there's there's some like 70 year olds that play faster than like we oh, do yeah i mean yeah. um it goes to it goes all the way back to the point. See the ball, hit the ball. Lee Westwood is all of a yeah. sudden on to this, right? Where yeah. was it? Hit it, find it, hit it again. Yeah. I, I mean, general rules out there. Listen, I want to have a good time, but we're already out there for four hours. Right. Like, there's if I spend another hour with you out of the 40 that I already spend with you, you know, every two weeks, 20 a week with Andy Cezanne, Anthony yeah. Zampano, we're spending time together. I love you to death, but there's no difference on the golf course right. spending four hours with you as compared to five hours with you. I could spend the other hour having a cocktail, eating pretzels. Well, and me, yeah, I'm the opposite. I, I, well, I'm not opposite, but I'm, I'm a family guy. I need to get back to my wife exactly. and my kids, you know, as, as not as, oh yeah, as quick as possible. You know, I, I love spending time with them and that's that's my goal is the, to get done with golf and go back. I want to get, we, we're going to do a test. I want to get PGA, profe- we got to get a PGA professional on the show. Okay. I need to talk about this. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to reach out to uh, to John over at Elgin. Reach out to the gentleman over at um, Itasca Country Club. Yeah. I want to know from them where they see the biggest problems. Because to me, we're not going to get rid of them, but... It is literally the pace etiquette and how to use the golf carts. It's 100%. Listen, we can get into the belt buckle markers being inside of the belt buckle. Drives me freaking wild. <laughs> that used it, to be me. That, oh, that, my gosh. That used to be me about like eight years ago. That I, is, I, if I didn't have a belt buckle one, I didn't know where I could find one. I didn't know what I was doing with it. That and, like, listen, when we play a regular game or just out there playing... <laughs> Andy, if you hit it inside 14, 12 inches, 14 inches, 16 inches, it's good. Yeah. It's good. I get it. Everybody wants to take things seriously. They want to do stuff. They got big money games going on right. there. If your big money game comes down to a 12-inch putt on the fourth hole that ends <laughs> up having to get red, then we have bigger problems out there. Yeah. Bigger problems. And listen, there's going to be sometimes if I was in a club championship match and that putt was straight downhill and it was breaking a little bit, I might make somebody putt it. But that's not every day on like a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. Right. right? Get in the cart, 
Get to your ball, shut up, and hit the ball. <laughs> I love this. That's it. I love this. I'm not going to say what that uh, Manalo guy says, but I'm yeah. going to say, I'll say, that's it. That's it. I love it.